0: Good morning, uh, fellow worshippers of our Lord Jesus Christ. A blessed day to all of us. And of course, a very happy, wonderful, joyful, overcoming new year to each and one of us. So let me just uh, invite everyone to prepare their hearts as we come in a moment of prayer before the Lord And also to worship Him through songs and music. Shall we bow our heads and just pray to our Creator? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are blessed to be in your presence, for in your presence there is fullness of joy, and that joy will serve as our strength, even as we welcome this new year, 2021. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to move in a very powerful way, in a manner that will encourage us, rebuke and correct us if necessary, and to empower us to become more and more like your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you will lead us in a worship uh, like never before, The worship that will change us and help us become true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remove all kinds of distractions, all kinds of sin. Allow us to focus on you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So let's now uh, worship the Lord through songs, uh, through music. i you. Thank you uh, our worship team for uh, leading us to worship the Father the Son okay in spirit and in truth thank you for the gift of music okay that we can use it to honor and glorify him anyway so let's now go to the message proper okay my first sermon of the year as you now know uh, very well the theme of our church is discipling the nations, finishing the mission. Let me repeat, discipling the nations, finishing the mission. All right. So let me start off by showing a picture. Okay. Of what transpired a few days ago, or should I say a few weeks ago? You know, as the caption says, there is riot in the capital. We all know what happened okay a few years into the new year there is this huge protest and rally where else but in the seat of democracy of the united states of america in washington dc thousands upon thousands of protesters or supporters of the incumbent president okay back then okay went to the capitol and uh you know actually, uh, 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 you know, just stormed into the capital and did a lot of things, okay, nasty things. And in the end, five people were dead and many were actually injured. Sadly, there were pastors in this group of people who went there to show their support. To at that time, uh, President Donald Trump. Okay. So, uh, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so sad to see a democratic country like the U.S., okay, uh, going through a very difficult crisis. Some calls it a political crisis. Some would say it's a society or a social crisis. But let me tell you, I think it's not just political. It's not just a social ill, but it is actually a spiritual crisis. The next photo is that you will see this man, okay, the former president of the U.S. of a Donald Trump holding a Bible okay, in front of an uh, evangelical church. All right? So we can see it is a spiritual crisis because many of these Christians in the U.S., by the way, are professing believers. But they're actually uh, uh, lacking in terms of discipleship. Okay? So, uh, you know what? I did my research. Around 43% of the 322 million Americans today are professing believers of Jesus Christ. They are what we call the evangelical Christians. Okay? In fact, America is known as a Protestant America because almost 50%. Of its population profess to know Jesus Christ, okay, and that they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And out of this forty-three percent of the uh, the uh, the population, sixty-two percent are adults. Sixty-two percent of the forty-three percent out of the three hundred twenty-two million Americans are adults. Meaning more than half of the Christian population in the U.S. are Adults, grown-ups, they're not young people, they're not toddlers, they're not little kids, but they're adults, okay, mature, as you and I would like to, to put it. But however, sadly, okay, what happened in the riot in the capital, you know, show us a spiritual crisis, if I may put it as a discipleship crisis. You know, Paul Washer, a prominent preacher in the U.S., said this, okay? In the Gospel of Jesus, sincere and costly disciples always accompany genuine conversion. The Gospel of Jesus teaches men that the mere profession of faith alone is not sound evidence of salvation. Now, going back to former President Trump, he proclaims or he professed to be a believer of Jesus Christ. He even said he read the Bible. It's one of his favorite books when he was asked what favorite verse okay does he have, he cannot mention it, okay he cannot mention it. And, 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 and and just like that he would again go into a barrage of you know untruths, okay I call this a discipleship crisis. It's not only happening in America, it's also happening in our own soils. We have many, many professing Christians in the Philippines. But very few are truly disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. And hence, the uh, title I'm going to use for this topic is Discipleship, WDJD. Okay, Uh, now this is not original. I got this from the internet. It used to be WWJD. What would Jesus do? But then when I was searching the internet, I found it it says WDJD. What did Jesus do? do why okay i will tell you later on let me just go to the passage that i'm going to use for this sermon okay john 12 20 verse uh, 12 verses 20 to 26 it says here now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some greeks so this came to philip who was from bethsaida in galilee and asked him sir We wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Okay? So uh, that's the passage I'm going to use. Blessed be the reading of God's Word. Now, again, the theme for this year is Discipling the Nations, Finishing the Mission. This message of mine is focused on whole life discipleship. Everybody say, whole life discipleship. We have to define what a disciple is first. What is a disciple of Jesus Christ? It is a follower who learns and applies what he has learned from Jesus. Let me repeat, a follower of Jesus is one who learns and applies what he has learned from Jesus. Going back to the riot in the capital, obviously, many of those who claim to be disciples of Jesus they learn from Jesus, but they did fail to apply what they learn from Jesus. Okay, many pastors later on came forward and you know just you know apologize to their action in the capital. Sadly, the president. Uh, you know, President Trump up to now has not yet apologized for what he has done. Okay, he has actually, in in some ways, one way or the other, incited the people to become a mob. Okay, to attack the Capitol and try to overturn the results of the election for you know saying that it has it was fraudulent, but he has failed to present any you know concrete evidence. Again, lies after lies were actually uh, spread and you know what they say a lie often spoken as truth will become truth sadly many of these uh, evangelical christians believed in him i i believe you know there are reasons why they support him but you know let's not talk about why they support and why the other group are not supporting him but let's just talk about what happened in the capital do you think that what happened there Clearly show that these evangelical Christians, even the President Trump himself, are truly disciples of Jesus Christ. Are they really following the Lord Jesus Christ, or they're following what they just want to do? You know, the argument is that you know they will defend. You know, even though Trump is uh, you know uh, lacking in character and in Godly character, but God can use even wicked kings to accomplish His purpose. Now, let me just throw this back to them right now. If that is the case, how come if God can use Trump, how come God cannot use Biden? If they look at Biden as wicked as you know uh, a Democrat who would support you know uh, 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 gay rights, okay, uh, abortion and whatever? So let's just balance the equation. If God can use a um, an immoral person like Trump, I think he can also use Biden. So let's just trust the election process. And besides, never put your trust on one man alone. Trust God. He is the one who can change America. He is the one who can change you and I. It's not Trump. It's not even Biden. It's not even whoever is in power. OK, so going back, a disciple is a follower of Jesus who learns and applies what he has learned from Jesus. Now, to give you a better example of a disciple, You know, I I remember during the time of Elvis Presley, when he was like the king of rock and roll, so to speak, all right, there were many, many impersonators. There were many, many imitators. There were many, many followers of Elvis who would actually sing, dance, talk, sleep, eat, and even fart like Elvis Presley, okay? You know, uh, to be specific, in the Philippines, we have this man or this actor named Eddie Mesa. Okay, I'm. I'm sure if you were born in the '40s, okay, '50s, you know what I'm talking about. Eddie Mesa is like the Elvis Presley of the Philippines. So he 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 sports his hair like Elvis. He 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 cut his hair like Elvis. Okay, he he wear his clothes like Elvis. Okay, so everything Elvis does, he imitates. A father of Jesus Christ is also like that. He is an Imitator of Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus did, whatever Jesus teaches, whatever he has done, a follower of Jesus will do that also. Now, in in recent history, okay, in modern history, we have the king of pop, okay, named Michael Jackson, right? And you know, there are many, many impersonators also like, you know, uh, who wanted to be like Michael Jackson. In fact, I have to confess, there was a time I also wanted to be like Michael Jackson. So I tried to dance like him, but then it did not work out. Obviously he's black, I'm 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 yellow, so I cannot, you know, look like him. I cannot, you know, have an afro like him and whatever. But I tried to dance like him, I tried to sing like him, he but then you know it didn't work well there's a guy named Navi Charles, okay? He's one of the best impersonators, as you can see on your screen right now. He's one of the best impersonator. He even looked like him. He even had his nose, you know, lifted, okay? His hair, his eyes, and everything, even his skin, okay? So that is what an imitator is. And that is what a disciple is all about. You follow your leader. A Christian follow Jesus Christ, not Donald Trump. Not any leader, not even your church pastor. You don't, you know, uh, there are people, there are Christians who, you know, when they listen to a pastor, they act like a pastor, they preach like a pastor, they they talk like a pastor. No, because human beings, no matter how good their intentions are, will still fail, okay? Recently, hugging the headlines, we have this renowned, okay, apologist, okay? I don't want to name the name, okay? But you know what I'm talking about? This is, he is well-known, and after his death, you know, accusations came out, allegations came out, and it's really sad. Okay, because personally, I look up to him, you know, very highly, but because of this, uh, this, 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 this situation, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. Okay, you cannot follow human being, because human being, no matter how good, how moral, can still fail. But you and I, as Christians, should follow Jesus Christ alone. But you know, my friends, discipleship is very, very costly. Discipleship is is expensive. Discipleship, as as Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a great uh, theologian in the nineteen forties, nineteen you know thirties, okay, he said these words: Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. If you say that you're a Christian and you are not a follower, you don't learn and apply what you learn from Jesus Christ. Then you are. A Christian without Christ, as simple as that, you're empty. In other words, there's nothing in you. Okay, you're like in, in what we call ampaol. Okay, ampaol ngi ampaol, huh? Okay, kata tapos ng hindi na ampaol ini sa ampaol bolaman. Okay, you know ampaol ginpeksa kay Edwin Thau. Okay, wala naman saluban. laki-laki, pero wala naman saluban. Parang shopao na wala naman salubam. Ampaol, nothing. Does not amount to anything. Okay, so Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. Without Christ, there's no life. There's no power. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's no love whatsoever. Furthermore, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and by the way, why did I quote from him? Because I love his book, The Cost of Discipleship. He said, cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Well, that's very true. You claim that you are saved by grace, but unless there is some kind of a change or transformation in you inside and out, it has cheap grace, and we call that grace abusers. In fact, I think it was this guy who termed it grace abusers. There are many Christians who says, well, I'm saved, so it's okay whether I change or not. God loves me still anyway. So cheap grace is grace without discipleship. There's no transformation, there's no following of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Tim Keller put it this way discipleship is not an option. Jesus says that if anyone would come after me, he must follow me. You must learn from Jesus and you must apply from Jesus. And you don't go to the Capitol, attack the Capitol. Destroy the capital, okay? Ransack the offices of the House Speaker and what have you, okay? Attack the cops and what have you. You don't do that. You don't incite people to rebel against the government. You don't, you know, incite people to to become an angry mob and to overturn a democratic process called election in favor of you or whoever. These are not what a disciple would do. Okay, going back to the early church, the first church, by the way, the disciples of Jesus Christ never went into a wild frenzy, a riot, a mob attacking the religious leaders. No, not even Jesus Christ himself. He was the one mob, attacked, but he did not even retaliate. A true disciple of Jesus Christ will not be in the capital, or you may be there, but you will just be praying, perhaps. Silent protest, as we would say a Protest through prayer. You can you can you can complain, but in a very Christian way, in a manner that will reflect that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, in the passage I read, there is obviously a process of discipleship. Let me break it down to all of you. Okay, number one, to want to know Jesus is the start of the process of discipleship. You cannot become a disciple of Jesus unless you want to know Jesus. So how did this passage begin? Okay? It says here there was these Greeks. Okay? There were some Greeks who came to Philip, to Andrew, and said, We wish to see Jesus. They said they wish to see Jesus. Perhaps these Greeks are the, uh, uh, the, Greek, uh, the Gentiles who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, to start discipleship process, you must want to know Jesus. If there is no desire whatsoever in your heart to know Jesus Christ, then I tell you, you cannot be a disciple. You have to start by wanting to know Him. The hunger, the thirst. okay, In pursuit of God, as A.W. Kocher would say, are you in pursuit of God? Do you really want to know Jesus Christ? If that is the case, then you just started the process of discipleship. Unless you have that desire to know Him, there can be no discipleship. So, if you want to know Jesus Christ, you you want to go to church, you want to attend prayer meetings, you want to join a small group, okay? You want to read the scriptures, the Word of God, okay? This is actually the start of the process of discipleship. A whole life discipleship. Oh, by the way, let me just you know, expound on that. Whole life. When I say whole life, it includes politics. It includes sus- your your function in society. Not just in church. Many Christians are good inside church. But outside the church, they are not good at all. They cease to become Christians when they step out of the church. And they act like any pagan or unbelievers. Speaking of that, you know, just a few weeks ago, when driving here in CAF, going back home, I was flagged down by a police officer. Actually, he is a uh, Manila Parking Traffic Bureau enforcer. You see, the situation was this, okay? I was in the middle lane. There was a stoplight. The stoplight turns green, so I had to go. But the jeepney in front of me stopped collecting passengers. So on my left lane, the car was slow to start. So what I did was I got out of the middle lane and went to the left lane, far left, and proceeded to cross the traffic line. I didn't see that there were two traffic enforcers at the other side of the traffic line. So they flagged me down. So when they approached me, I asked them, Sir, what was my violation? Of course, I gave him my driver's license. okay, And he said, Sir, we call that abrupt change of line or lane. You know, I've been driving for like, what? Maybe 40 years of my life. Okay? Or 30 plus years of my life. I never heard of a violation called abrupt change of lanes. That's so just like, in any case, okay? Just like before, I would never, never attempt to bribe. Okay? But you know, these two guys, okay, these two enforcers were just talking to me and said, oh, you're from Laguna, Malayu, Kapa, that You know, and you know what, sir? 2200 yung penalty nung violation mo. Doon nagising ako ng conte. What? 2200? Then show me a, a a a a list of violations and I saw oh, ano, abrupt change of lanes, 2200. Okay? Hindi ko alam kung gawa, gawa ang yun or paano. I don't I don't know. Hindi lang yon. sabi na sir you have to attend 2 days of seminar. Doon ako medyo na-alarma. 2 days of seminar. Ang taga naman noon. Saan pa Doon pa sa MMDA head office sa Makati. And I know what they're doing. They're actually enticing me to just make a reglo. And can I be honest with you? Without you judging me, okay? Christians are very, very judgmental people, okay? Let me confess something to you right now. For a while, I actually thought of something which I would never think of before. Sige nga, aregloin na natin. 2,200, ang laki naman noon. Diba? Ang laki ho nun sa so, totoo lang. Okay? Tapos 2-day seminar pa, I really actually had that thought in my mind. It's it's going on. And the more I try to delay the issuing of the ticket, lalo ho, that's, that's actually the modus operandi. Okay? So lalo ko nag-isip na, ano kaya? Maglagay na kaya ako? Alright? But you know what? In my heart, okay, there's this battle going on. Am I a disciple of Jesus or not? Is this whole life discipleship or just disciple in church but not a disciple outside of church? Finally, I said to the officer, Sir, tigita mo na lang ako. Kung kaya mo ang patawarin, patawarin mo ako. Okay? I was just thinking if I said, I'm a pastor here in New Millennium at Genco Church, baka naman pumais na pero baka hindi sila maniwala sa akin pagmumukha, ikaw, pastor ka. Okay? pastor nagbabayalik ng, 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 ng <laughs> traffic uh, uh, rules and regulation. So, I did not say those words. I said, if you can forgive me, go on. I'll, I'll thank you for that. But uh, if you cannot, just issue me a ticket. The like, guy kept on asking me, are you sure? I said, yes, yes, just issue me a ticket. And he went back, looked at my plate number. He get, came back and said, okay, sir, get no answer. sir. Bababaan ko na la lang ang iyong violation. Instead of abrupt change of lanes, I'll do it, I'll, I'll downgraded to, uh, 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 what he you get? Disregarding lane. Masamababarong penalty. I said, okay, thank you. Right, so you should make ticket. And actually, uh, as per this recording, I have not yet, you know, went to Manila City Hall to get that ticket or that, that, that license. Whole that discipleship is a follow of Jesus in church and outside of church. We cannot disciple the nations if we are not disciples of Jesus Christ in the church and outside the church, then nations will never believe us. You are a of Jesus Christ. How come you're doing this outside of the church? Okay? But the process begins by wanting to know Jesus. Okay? But let me just caution all of you. It's not enough that going to church, studying the scripture, praying, attending uh, praying meetings and small groups, Okay, it's not enough to say that you're not a Christian. Going back into what Paul Washer says, there must be a genuine conversion. There must be a genuine change within you. Because a disciple is a follower who learns and applies what he learns from Jesus Christ. Of course, Jesus wanted to say, all right, if you want to know me, He began by saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man, or the Son of God, will be glorified. And he went on to say, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The second step of discipleship, the process of discipleship, is dying to self. As you want to know Jesus Christ, you learn from what he has said through his word, okay, the Holy Bible, then what is the next step? There should be death within you. You must die to yourself. He used this beautiful analogy of a grain of wheat or a seed falling into the earth and dies. Unless it falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Did you know, my friends, that seed cannot bear fruit unless it dies? You put a seed right now. Let's just talk about uh, a mungo seed. Okay? A uh, buto ng mungo. Mungo beans. Okay? You put it on top of a table, leave it there for even a week, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. No movement. Nothing will happen. But if you put that mungo beans under the earth, it will die. And when it dies, it will begin to bear fruit. You have got to bury it. Otherwise, it will not bear fruit. As a disciple of Christ, we have to be buried. And by the way, that's what baptism is all about. Okay? You are immersed. Okay? You are submerged. You're dunked into water. You're underwater. So... You know, unless the seed, okay, dies, buries and dies, it cannot bear fruit. Jesus is saying right now, if you want to be my disciple, a follower who learns and applies what he has learned from Jesus Christ, then you must be buried. Your old self must die, okay? You must die to what you want. You must die to your will, Your ambitions your visions and what have you and going back to the traffic uh, incident i have to die to what i want i want to you know arreglo so that i will not be you know uh troubled by attending two days of seminar paying 2200 in fact if you just come to think of it i just give them 200 pesos then it's gone i'm free but is that what would Is that what Jesus did before? Is that what he will do in my case? I don't think so. Jesus will never bribe. He will pay the right taxes, in other words. In fact, he said those words, okay? Okay, give to Caesar what is Caesars. So he will never violate any laws of the land. He will actually follow the law of the land. If that's what Jesus did before, what should I do right now? I should follow him. And I thank God for the grace he's given me. I was able to overcome the temptation, not to give him to what I want, but to die to myself, okay, and to give me to what he wants and what he would have done in case he were in my shoes, okay? So the process of Jesus, of discipleship is wanting to know him first, and secondly, dying to self. Now, Dietrich Bonhoeffer again said these words, when Christ calls a man he beats him come and die. When you become a Christian, Galatians 2:20 is very clear: You no longer live, but Christ lives in you. The life you live in the body, you live by faith in Jesus Christ. It's not you, your wants, your wishes anymore. It's what He wants. okay? It's not what the supporters of Trump and Trump himself want, okay? It's what God wants from America. It's not you and I now. It's Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of our lives. Again, Bonhoeffer says, salvation is free. But discipleship will cost you your life. It's very, very costly. You have to let go of your ambition for your family, for yourself. Okay, If God calls you to be a single, you know, singlehood, kasi very costly. Ang hirap ba ganyan single? Okay? Hanggat sa, nung wala ka pa sa kalendaryo, nasa kalendaryo ka pa, okay lang. Nung mga kalendaryo, nasa termometer ka pa rin, okay pa lang. Kaso wala ka nasa termometer, nangyong na sa bingo card, okay pa rin ba yon? Mahirap na di ba? It's true. It's difficult to be single. Okay? So, what am I saying? Salvation, or rather, discipleship, requires your death and my death. that's what jesus meant when he said unless a grain of wheat falls and dies it will remain alone and will never bear fruit the third process of discipleship my friends is actually being selfless jesus said whoever loves his life will lose it but whoever okay whoever uh hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life Now, mind you, Jesus said, whoever hates his life in this world, he did not say hate yourself. No, your life in this world, what the world is doing, worthiness and what have you. If you hate that, okay, then you will keep your life for all eternity. That's what he meant. And that requires a lot of selflessness to be a Disciple of Jesus Christ, to be, to apply whole life discipleship, you've got to be selfless. Do not love your life, by the way. Do not love what is in this world, okay? But what, but love what Jesus has promised you and I. Vance Havner said these words. We have suffered from the preaching of cheap grace. Grace is free, but it is not cheap. People will take anything that is free, but they are not interested in discipleship. They will take Christ as Savior, but not as Lord. Selflessness entails that you are no longer the Lord of your life. Selflessness is saying right now, God, Jesus, you are now the Lord of my life. That's the meaning of being selfless. You don't think of yourself anymore. You are no longer paramount or important. But who is important? Jesus Christ. And unless you have selflessness in you, the process of discipleship will never be completed. And lastly, okay, not just wanting to know Jesus as a start, not just, you know, um, dying to yourself, not just being selfless, but, you know, serve by following Jesus. Discipleship is all about service. It's not servicing yourself. It's not serving you, your whims, your caprices, and what have you. It's serving Jesus. How? By following Jesus. Now, how did Jesus say, you know, I'll put this. He put it this way. Where I am, there will my servant be. When he said those words, where was he? He was in the world. He came not to be served, but to serve, the Bible says. And not only that, he says the hours come that the Son of Man will be glorified. He says, where I am, there will my servant be. Your service and my service, okay, towards God, is to follow him until death. Are we doing that? Okay? Are we following Jesus Christ on earth, okay, as a servant of God? and servant of man, or are we just following ourselves, okay? What did Jesus do? W-D-J-D. Hold that discipleship. He said, the Son of God will be glorified. The hour has come. I will be crucified. I will die so that humanity will have salvation. He was like saying, that's discipleship. You want to be called followers of Jesus Christ? And you've got to want to know me. You've got to want to die to yourself. You've got to be selfless and you've got to serve like I did. And how did Jesus serve? He served until death. What did Jesus do? How did he, you know, taught, how did he teach us discipleship? are the things he did. He loved you and I. He obeyed the Father's will. He sacrificed his own life so that you and I can have forgiveness, redemption, and, and eternal life. He did all of this. And as a disciple of Christ, we learn from it, and we also apply it in our lives. Going back to the Capitol riot, many evangelical Christians fail to die to themselves. They wanted what they want. And because of that, many were, were hurt. A few died. Okay? Going back to what happened to the traffic incident, okay, the reason why I was able to escape the temptation of bribery, I have to die to myself. I have to be selfless. I have to serve God by following Him until death. In closing, I started by showing to you a, a, a riot in the capital. But you know what? Four or almost five or six decades back, we have one man who actually showed the whole world that you know you can actually you know, protest in peace, you can actually complain in, in righteousness. You can actually make your, your grievances known without shedding of blood, without violence. I'm speaking of none other than MLK Jr., Martin Luther King. In fact, this man, who was a, a preacher, a theologian, you know, he was assassinated, he was murdered as he fought for the human rights, civil rights of his fellow African American. And what he did will long be remembered in the annals of history. In fact, his holiday, he has a holiday named after him. And, you know, the whole of America would celebrate that because of what he did. What are some of the, you know, uh, best quotations from this man? He said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. If we do not, okay, speak out against untruthfulness, against lies, against injustices, against uh, criminality, then he ceased to live, according to this uh, hero, American hero. That's why he chose not to be silent. But he did so without creating violence, inciting to rebellion and what have you. And sadly, because of that, his selflessness, he's dying to himself, wanting to be a true follower of Jesus Christ, he actually served Jesus until his death. He also said to ignore evil is to become accomplice to evil many christians you know has this conservative or should i say this uh this uh very very uh, silent stand don't say anything against the government don't go against the government don't pray against the government etc etc it's quite clear if jesus were alive he would actually make his protest known of course, in a silent, in, in, a, in a peaceful manner. Going back to what happened to the adulteress, the woman, the adulteress. Remember, these Pharisees went to Jesus Christ, wanting to, to catch him and, and, and to bring him to court. They asked him a question. What, should we, what, what can you say about us stoning this woman according to the law of Moses? He should be, she should be stoned to death because she committed adultery. Jesus did not keep silent jesus did not you know uh, uh did not you know not stand up for the woman in fact he did but in a peaceful way he said he who has not sinned cast a first stone those were his words he did not ignore evil okay he did not you know uh, 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 uh remain silent about things that matter especially saving the life of a sinner and that's the reason why he came on earth to save you and i all right MLK also wanting to say, History will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this period of social transition was not the strident clamor of the bad people, but the appalling silence of the good people. Don't be silent. The lies of, of the former president of the U.S., we have to expose it. The fake news of our current government in the Philippines, we have to expose it. The, the, the uh, corruption of this government, we have to expose it. Of course, in a peaceful way. Don't go to Malacanang and in, incite in sedition, rebellion. No, don't do that. Of course. Don't join the MPAs, okay? But you have, you and I need, should not be silent. We need to do something about it. That's whole that discipleship. It's not just in the church, but even outside of the church. MLK stood up for what is right. He was a true father of Jesus Christ. A true disciple. Hold on. Yes, he may not be perfect. He has his flaws like anyone else. Like me, I have my own flaw. But at least he stood up for what is right. And for that, he was honored. Not just in America, but all over the world. And I'm pretty sure for that. For, you know, uh, becoming... A true disciple of Jesus Christ, I'm pretty sure Jesus would have, you know, welcomed him with open arms in heaven. Beloved in Christ, let us now continue this process of discipleship. Let's continue to want to know Jesus. Let's continue to die to ourselves every day. Let's continue to be selfless and let's serve by following example of Jesus until then. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word being preached to all of us. Forgive us, O God, if we, you know, have failed in becoming your true disciples. Yes, we have learned a lot from you, about you, but we have not you know applied all of it in our lives would you please forgive us and today help us Lord God to want to know you more to die to what we want to become alive to what you want to be selfless and to serve by example even if it costs us our lives thank you we pray should we glorify you and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the unconditional love of our Father in heaven and the power of the Holy Spirit be upon each and one of us both now and forevermore. Amen and Amen. Have a wonderful, you know, true disciple year. God bless us all.